we're going to be doing more to expand our company beyond just me and a few contractors. We want to employ a lot of people and make a difference in the lives of as many people as possible through our company and through the gifts that God has blessed us with. All right, well, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy 2022. (laughs) It's funny, I must be thinking ahead. I actually wrote 2024 on my note card. (laughs) Hmm, (laughs) I'm really thinking ahead, aren't I? So happy 2022, everybody. This is the first podcast from the Miles and the Markers for 2022. Today's date is January 4th. It's a Tuesday. And there is a lot, a lot going on. Some of it I will share with you. Some of it I won't. Because some things have not been 100% decided yet. But the things that are 100% decided are pretty exciting on my end anyway, and on my wife's end, and where we're going to be a year from now. So I think some of you will be a bit surprised. But before I get to that, I just want to let you know that I am seven followers short of 8,000 on LinkedIn. (laughs) Now, let me just say this regarding the number of followers and connections on LinkedIn. I am very different in my approach to others, some who I really love, who will connect with just about anybody. I actually do a bit of analysis before I connect with people. I'll look at their profile, I'll look at their background, I'll see if they're posting. I'll see what they're posting. Because there are a lot of bots out there. And I'm just not going to connect and then figure it out later. I'd rather do my due diligence up front. So some of the people who have connected with me when I first got onto LinkedIn about three years ago have maxed out their connections. They're at that 30,000 number, whatever it is. They have tens of thousands of followers. Um, It's not that I don't want more followers or that I'm opposed to that. I just have approached it differently. So, I'm seven short of 8,000 followers. Now let's get to a really big change that's coming up before I get into mile five, be open to new ideas. This kind of fits, though, with mile five, be open to new ideas. And in sharing this announcement, I'm representing both myself and my wife as co-owners of our business, Delray Learning and Development. Now, I run the business full-time, but she plays a key role in the direction of our company and in all the significant decisions regarding direction and scope. By the way, she is a registered nurse with a bachelor's degree in nursing. She is extremely intuitive and has a tremendous sense about things and about people 
that there is no way I could match. So having her as a partner, not only in business, but in life has been extremely valuable and an amazing blessing. I mean, those of you who have followed me know, and you've seen some of our journeys recently, we celebrated our 40th anniversary this year. And um, there's a lot of backstory to that that I might even talk about here. In fact, I will briefly. Um, you know, the first thing we could give a lot of reasons behind the decisions that we've made moving forward in 2022. Um, I think the reasons, though, are just motivating factors that put us on our knees in prayer before God. And the outcomes and the direction that we're headed in 2022 is due really to a calling that we believe comes from God and an answer to many of our prayers that we've raised as business owners and as a couple. Uh, Not everything has gone smoothly in recent months, and if they had gone smoothly, we may not be going the direction that we're going right now, but we're grateful that there was resistance to some of our requests. <laughs> and that said, we won't be giving any specific details. I'm not going to give any specific details regarding other people involved or anything like that. Not right now, anyway. But here's the big news. Beginning January 10th, that's just a few days away, six days, actually five from the time you're hearing this, but six days for me, both Patty and I will begin pursuing our MBA degrees together in the same program. (laughs) That's right. We're both entering MBA programs. Now, let me say this. Neither one of us cares about the alphabet soup attached to our names. And we really don't care about any opportunities that it may open for us related to future jobs. We're doing it to become proficient as business owners. We've owned businesses before. And so we decided to invest in this together. And here's the real key, doing something together. Those of you who are my close friends know this because I've talked to you about it. Doing something together related to our business or to a calling we have has been a topic of prayer for us for like the past three years. So here we go. January 10th, MBA degree program. We're both excited and a bit nervous too. (laughs) But hey, there's the big announcement. And We're also going to be doing more. This is one of the reasons we're getting into the program. We're going to be doing more to expand our company beyond just me and a few contractors. We want to employ a lot of people and make a difference in the lives of as many people as possible through our company and through the gifts that God has blessed us with. Patty and I have plans to do a podcast together, to write a book or two together, So as you can see, the MBA degrees are going to come in very, very useful. And we both, even though she doesn't know most of you who are listening to this podcast, we both want to thank you all for your encouragement and support in 2021. And stay tuned for more as we enter and grow into 2022 and beyond. So that's the the main big announcement here. And 
Now I'm going to get into the book, The Miles and the Markers. Again, if you're joining for the first time, you can find the book on Amazon. Uh, what you want to type in, though, in the search box is my name, Gene Girdley, because you will not find the book by typing in The Miles and the Markers. All kinds of other stuff comes up. But we are in chapter and mile five. Be open to new ideas. So if you've been following along in the book, you'll know that I worked at a gas station with a guy named Dave Swap, And about 18 months after I began my work with Dave, an opportunity arose to learn from another mechanic. He served in Honduras as a missionary six months out of every year. He, he would actually go down there and be like the guy who helped all the missionaries with all of their vehicles and all of their mechanical things, the you know heaters and washing machines and whatever they had down there. He would go down and, and fix them and get them running so that they could use them throughout the year. So it was an amazing, amazing thing that he did. And by coincidence, his name was Dave, too. Now, I find it a little funny, uh, but many people who have had a huge impact on my life have been named David. My best friend as a boy was named David. The biblical King David is someone close to my heart. Uh, we gave one of our sons the middle name David. So it makes sense that any man whose name means beloved would be a servant of others, like Dave Swap and this David. Now, while not on the mission field, Dave and his wife ran quite a unique repair business at the time. Now, if you don't know about the timing on this, this was in Washington State, in the Seattle area, western Washington, and it was 1970. 778, 79, that time where all this was happening. And what Dave did was he serviced people's cars and trucks wherever they happened to be, at their work, at their school, at their home. He drove a Willie's Jeep wagon, which doubled as his shop. So what we're talking about here is something that most of the followers of what I do related to fixed ops fixed operations in the automotive business, would know as mobile service. And we'll get a little bit more into that. After Dave and I connected at church one Sunday, he told me that his business had so much work that he was scheduling customers two to three weeks out just for oil changes. And there was also the issue of when he was away on a mission trip. Dave needed to still be there to support his customers who needed service work, and so he and I started talking about that. He assured me that my technical skills were more than adequate. So that's when my first ever business was born. It was called Jeans Auto Dock. I provided maintenance service and minor repairs out of a bright yellow Ford Pinto station wagon complete with faux wood grain side panels. <laughs> And by the way, I mean, you know, what we would do is we would throw in jacks and we would throw in jack stands and we had the drain pans and, and containers for the old oil and all those kinds of things loaded into our wagons and we would go do the jobs. I even um, had a hoist delivered once and had to pull an engine out <laughs> one time Um to do a service on a car that was from Gene's Auto Dock. So I did a lot of stuff. I mean, brakes and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, pre- pretty much it was normal maintenance, but there were some repairs that were done there. Now, here's the thing. 30 years later, my business development center was responsible for scheduling mobile service vans for four Southern California dealerships with the Campbell Automotive Group. This was around the same time that I was a service manager for Saab, who also had a mobile service unit. Now, back in the 1990s, mobile service was pretty uncommon. And it really hadn't been something most dealerships wanted to do until COVID-19 forced their hands. And now, you've heard it from many of the virtual events that I've participated in, that there were some who really took this whole thing of COVID by the horns and started supplying mobile service to their customers, namely Ed Roberts, Bozard Ford Lincoln, and Mark Mickens in the Northeast, both have done a superior job of running mobile service vans that do it all really for customers. I mean, they don't, there are certain things they can't do, but maintenance, minor repairs, parts replacements, things like that, the two-man team concept, all um, from those great leaders in fixed operations. And they're really rocking it these days. And now more dealerships are doing mobile service and providing customers with exceptional experiences away from the retail establishment. And and I just want to pause here by saying, you know, great dealerships have always done things outside of the box, outside of the norm. Our dealerships were close to airports. So we would allow customers to come and park their car at our dealership And we would shuttle them to the airport and then we would wash their car for them and have it really clean when they got back. No charge. Okay. I mean, just doing those little things made us the CSI leader, right? And we had loyal, loyal customers. Mobile service is a similar thing. It's about creating loyalty. Now, telling the story of Gene's Auto Dock and my background as a mechanic A lot of people assume that I love cars. Well, as a young boy, there were slot cars and the soapbox derby events that I participated in. My dad was into having hot rods and speedboats. So it stands to reason that his love for vehicles and engines would transfer to me. And as a teenager, my best friend and I collected Hot Wheels and we would set up a track and race them every weekend. (laughs) I mean, we'd had hundreds of these cars. But... And here we go, truth-telling time. I'm not in love with the technical aspect of cars. Don't ask me to look at a car and name the year, maker model, like so many who love cars do. I mean, I can get close. I kind of know. But I never made it uh, like a religious thing that I really needed to learn everything there was about the nuances with vehicles. Although I do love when, when cars are posted. Uh, on LinkedIn. I love following some of those old cars, especially the drag dragsters and things like that. Um, I love looking at those. So when people introduce me, though, as a real car guy, what they're indicating is my knowledge and understanding of the business and process side of the automotive industry. And after 10 years with Mitsubishi, I'm pretty knowledgeable about their product. But had I been a real car guy... 
I probably would have stayed a mechanic longer. At least until my body started to give out. But I didn't. I, uh, I went into management and then I went into sales and then finance management and sales management and BDC management. And I ended up becoming a trainer. So I understand the business really well. But, uh, and I could probably still fix cars. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to jump in there. Um, but I wouldn't call myself a technical guru on cars by any stretch of the imagination. So what is the, the mile marker? What's the marker, the key thing? And, and it kind of goes back to what I started with today, that new thing that Patty and I, that new venture that we're about to embark on. The mile marker is listen to new ideas. Be open to looking at new opportunities for your clients and for ways to grow personally and professionally. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing, starting in just, well, four days, I guess, from the time you're listening to this. Next week, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite phrases, not only because it's such a great line, but because it's so practical. And in fact, it's really applying to what my wife and I are doing right now. It's mile six, slow down to speed up. I want to thank all of you who join me every week and listen to this podcast. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the connections on LinkedIn and all of the people who support and follow my content. Happy New Year. Go out and make it a great and successful 2022.